everybody. Triple Decker Wednesday from your favorite WCW, and we are here. Yes, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we got one of hip hop's most iconic pioneers, legendary MC Shan will definitely be in the building. I told you it was going to be a jam-packed show. Shout out to him. Shout out to Queensbridge. Like, you have no idea how dope this this is about to be. Like, I am truly honored and I really feel blessed and I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. See, that's the problem with a lot of y'all. Y'all not grateful for the things that y'all have. Y'all not grateful for where you at in life. Because you only the next stone away from the next dimension. So just relax. Be grateful. Take all that in. Because you might not know what you have. You too busy paying attention to other shit. You busy paying attention to other shit. And don't realize you had the fucking solution the whole time. Hell yeah. But anyway, with no further ado, we got one time for your mind, two time for your soul. Yes, chisel with the whistle. Oh, let's get it. Yes. Yes. I tell people that all the time. They say, Shin, I want the shit you have. I say, nigga, you got it. You're just looking in the wrong places. That's all. <laughs> I mean, hello. You looking in the wrong places. You got to be grateful for what you got. People don't realize that. You know, everybody always talks about what's wrong, but there's so much that's right. Like, y'all not even taking that in. Right. Yeah. It first starts off with this. You woke up this morning. After that, everything is a given. Yeah. Once you wake up in the morning and you just be thankful that you woke up, problems have solutions or they wouldn't be called problems. So if you're exactly. too busy dwelling on the problem, you're not looking for the solution. So you're too busy over here. Well, oh, woes me, woes me. Everybody's hating me. Motherfuckers that sit back and talk about people hating you. Let me tell you the truth. Nobody's fucking thinking about you. It's right? all in your fucking head. Right? You're not that important, my nigga. You're not that Niggas important. Niggas got real shit to do. Niggas got real problems and struggles. And it ain't about right. you or the time, yo. And even if it was like that, why you even give a fuck? Like, why you care? Look, you should start worrying when people stop fucking with you. That's when you worry. When they stop talking, you ain't doing something right. You know what I'm saying? All the time you're doing something right. Yeah, I got my professor glasses on and shit with my yellow string. <laughs> yeah, we learned it. You are the professor. We learned it right now. can't see little words. It's like, what the f man? I'll put them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So let's get into Shout it. To everybody Yo, where's your whistle? I got a tequizzle. Where's your whistle? Yes, toast. Cheers you to you. Cheers. know where that is. One mm -hmm. time for your mind, two time for your soul. Barbara Walters, the black Barbara Walters, a motherfucker in the industry. It's yes, hip-hop. Yes, thank you. Thank it's you. You heard it. You heard yes, it. Sir. Thank you. It's your man, Shizzle. One time for your mind, two time for your soul with the whistle, and we about to go in. Let's go. Yes, let's get right to it. Yes, indeed. 
So shout out to Queensbridge. Let's start off with that. What made you fall in love with hip hop? How did that happen for you? It was the music of our age. I'm at, I'm at that age where you didn't know what hip hop was until it was invented. <laughs> and I was there when it was invented. I remember the first time hearing Rapper's Delight on the radio. You know what I'm saying? And so it was a music of our time that we didn't have to listen to our mothers, Al Greens and how Melvin is in the Blue Notes and records that they played on Sundays, the Al Greens. We now took theirs and made it ours by sampling that music because that's what we were grown up with. We were we absorbed that and we ju it just wasn't our music. And when hip hop came along, the whole game changed. We now had a voice of our own. And what we used hip-hop for back then, we were like griots, all right? Where griots were the black man in Africa that spoke down the history and passed it on. People weren't paying attention to what was going on in the ghetto and what was happening to us as they're not right now. But at least we had our music to bring that message forward with the Chuck D's, the Poor Righteous Teachers, the X-Clans, and, and, and name many, many others, the Brand Nubians, and we took and took our message out of the streets and made sure everybody knew we were in turmoil. Now the same. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why I hate when people say that we don't know who we are. You know, because of the slavery and stuff like that. We do what we've been doing. That's why I'm glad Listen, you brought up we the African brother. For the we same freaking trick that they tricked us with in slavery. These this glistening diamonds are not worth anything. And so what they did was they took the vehicle of motivation that we made for ourselves and turned it against us with this new hip hop. Now we all know this jam was the biggest drug addict back in the fucking days, right? But when I got on a record, I did songs like Jane, Stop This Crazy Thing. And I made songs to deter the youth from falling into the same category and pattern that I was. But nowadays, the music that we have more drives them into the negative of the shooting. Kill your brother. Go sell as much drugs to the community as you possibly can. Go to jail as much time. Get a felony at 17 because it's going to stop your whole life. Nobody's holding you back. All you got to do is not get a felony, you ding dong. That's real shit. And I feel like that's a part of the plan. Like something, we need to figure out what happened. You know, I just had an interview with Hakeem Green, and we need to get back. We need to realize what was that problem so to find the solution. You know, we need to recognize that problem in order to to get the real solution. I can tell yeah. you what the solution is: stop being friends with your kid and bust their ass when they need their ass. Where's they motherfucking ass? I got wait. Where's my chocolate? I got my chocolate ready at all times. Thank you. That is the first problem right there. Taking control of your own household. Because if you let rappers and artists control your kids and show them an upbringing and you don't say anything, then your child is being raised by these fucking media fucking freaks that want to put out fuck nigga messages to our children. So if you don't start at home... And stop telling other people that if you say something to my kid, I'm going to whoop your ass. No, tell them to whoop your kid ass, drag them by the fucking ear, bring them home, and then I'm going to whoop their ass for being disrespectful. 
I bet you we'll get a hold of shit because that little child, no, I can't even go up the block and fuck up. Because so-and-so mama that don't even know me going to bust my ass and bring me home to my mama and my mama going to bust my ass like what it used to be with me. Yeah. My ass woman never hurt nobody but you. Never, never, never. You either learn from it or you fucking kept continuing to do the same fuck-ups that you were doing. Yeah, yeah. And I think a part of that is bringing back the dynamic of the nucleus family, you know, and and recognize that you know there are significant roles that do play a part in the in the building of the family as well. Not necessarily meaning that we're not supposed to be doing other things or being creative, but we need to get back to the foundation. The foundation is lost. You know, everybody always trying to win, 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 win. But are we win, really winning? And only no way we can win is being together as a team. You directly described my life. Because every day you see me on Instagram, I'm, or if some people watch, I'm cooking for my kids. I'm taking my kids places. I'm showing them how to fix things. We're going on outings. It's not all about, you know what my goal of success is? When I reach success, I'm going to know it. I'm Because I'm not going to have to mention hip-hop. I'm not going to have to fuck with nothing hip-hop unless I want to. Interviews. I'm a, I saw, you know I saw the video. Say? I saw that video you did talking about that. You was like, fuck hip-hop. And then you out with your bow, with your family. Yeah. And, and, it's and, really I'm set, and what I'm doing is showing that fuck, you ain't got to have all the money. And that's why I say you got the same happiness that I do. You just ain't looking in the right place. I'm out here doing things with my kids, showing people that a black man who is not with his baby's mother can still be a part of their kid's life. You just got to forget about her. You still attached to her. You can never move on and, and be a, a good father because you're looking for every avenue to go try and get, get a nut with her. Yes. So when you leave that shit alone and you come to the jewel that your children are better off because they no longer have to hear the arguing. They no, they no longer have to witness fuck nigga shit. Yeah, that, that gets on their nerves too. And that has nothing to do with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with them. So right now, my kids are living a better life because while they're with her, they're having a good time. And when they're with me, they're having a good time and their life is full of nothing but joy and not me and their mama interrupting their fucking growth with bullshit. So I'm happy with the situation and, and I'm still showing that I could be a father without the mother on top of me having a lyric all day every day because I am her sole custody parent. Shout out to the to the fathers out there. I don't think we give fathers enough credit, you know, but I think fatherhood did step it up because at a point, you know, fathers and even mothers were lost. You know, I'm a product of that as well. So it's good to see how that changed in a drastic way. And, you know, it's great to see you providing that example for the next generation coming up, telling them how important that is. And we're not just seeing that on TV. So yeah, shout out to you for that. So let's get but to a little know, bit more. Oh. Let me say one more thing. Any man that's out here doing what he's supposed to do doesn't deserve congratulations. 
You don't get a pat on your back when you doing what the fuck you're supposed to do. This is where people get it fucked up. You don't get a pat on your back for doing what you're supposed to do, but when you fuck up, jump in their ass. But you don't get none of this for being a good father, a good daddy. That's, a, that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm going to show you how I teach this example to my kids. My kids will come home and show me that I got an A. I got an A, daddy. I passed with an A. All right? You're good. That's what you were supposed to do. Unless you have fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Unless you have fucked up, then you would have heard it. But congratulations. Keep on continuing with the good work. Ain't none of that what I'm going to get for that. No, you're going to get to go to the next grade. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> right? That's what you get. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you're going to get to go to the next motherfucking right? grade. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate everybody for popping in. I can't see the comments. Yeah, shout out to the comment either. Shout out to the comment section. You know, I don't want my forehead all in there. I need glasses too, though. What's so up in Germany? Like I, see you. I see you in Germany. I had to put my spectacles on. I don't care looking like an old ass man with grays and, and I want to get away from yeah. him and just live like an old gray man. You with look amazing right now. You a star, yo. You a star. Aquarius, how are you, Queen 71? <laughs> so, let's get to a little bit more history. The Juice Crew. It's a lot of y'all, goddamn it. It's a lot of y'all. And, you know, as the years go by, you know, I'm learning more and more. I mean, I probably already knew that they were artists, but didn't know they were part of the Juice Crew. So can you please tell us who are the official members of the Juice Crew? Well, see, here's how it works. There were official members of the Juice Crew. And then there was some that was signed to Cold Chillin' that were affiliates of the Juice Crew, if we really want to. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because being in the Juice Crew, you had to be inducted by all. It was like a silent vote. So a lot of people that were down with us, you know, y'all know who, who, you know, the main things, but I ain't going to get into that. Wait for the goddamn book. <laughs> but... You know, it's just certain people that I consider like the after after Bismarcky. Nobody after Bismarcky can tell the true story of the Juice Crew. All they can tell is from when they came in. They don't know the origins. They don't know the scrapes and scruffs and all of that. And so they can't tell the full story of the Juice Crew. What you're going to get is a, 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 a rendition of when anybody came in. After Molly, Shantae, me, Flata, Bismarcky's no longer here. You know what I'm saying? I want to get to that. Don't, don't, um, wait, 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 wait. Let, you're going to get to that. Just, you know, for yeah. us on the biz. So we're going to have it. His, he, he's going to have his own section. I just want to say the overall juice crew. So Bib, just to keep it on biz, the last thing we say at this point, he was the last member of the juice crew. No, he wasn't the last member. Biz no, I'm talking about not the, not the overall member. I'm talking about like the official member. In my mind. Him. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anybody else that came out, I mean, they official. Kane is official. You know what I'm saying? Kane is official. Uh, Craig G is up. Craig G was down before time. You know what I'm saying? 
But then there was those that, you know, they, they're down with us, but it was just, you know, <laughs> you know? So, 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 so listen, so listen down. So Usually I will mind my business on certain subjects, but sometimes people have interviews and they have a, a thing of saying what my situation was. So I say it's only fair that since people want to bring up my situation, let me tell how I really feel about the whole situation. Okay, it's no disrespect to nobody. This is just how I'm feeling. Nobody can't tell me how to feel. Sorry, ain't gonna work like that. So how did this start? Like, you was playing with music, y'all was friends in school somewhere, then y'all formulated the crew. How did it start? Roxanne Shantae was the start of the fraction of the Juice Crew, y'all know. She made that up. Roxanne's Revenge. That was the biggest thing smoking across the world. She took MC Shan, her partner that used to rhyme with her on the bench, on tour with her. But not out of just come with me, Shan. I made the Molly Scratch, which got me in the door. But since Shan is nice, we're going to take Shan on tour with us. He's going to open up for Shantae, which gave me. I didn't have the same kind of career like people passing demos out and all this my career, I don't have stories to tell like they had to do while they were struggling trying to get through the game. And I noticed this after listening to Cameron and and and, 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 and a whole bunch of others do their interviews where they got a whole lot of experiences with, you know, just trying to get on. I'm like, damn, I ain't got none of that shit. I'm jealous of y'all niggas. <laughs> but I got right in the game because I was down with Mr. Magic. So if I made a record tonight, and Molly was on later on tonight. My record was on the radio while it was still a tape. So I came in through a different avenue than, than the rest of these. You know what I'm saying? Because it was already a part of the situation. Y'all was already in that timing. Yeah, but you had to be nice back then. You know what I'm saying? You just wasn't getting put on. That wasn't even the case. You wasn't just getting put on. In no shape or fashion, on no record label or nothing. You actually had to earn your stripes. You know what I'm saying? And we would test you in the game. It wasn't like now. Now, now you got 20 million. Back when I was started, there was basically 25 of us, and you could put the whole rap game in one freaking room. You know what I'm saying? The whole rap game. All, all the people who were hot doing shows, Dougie, Run, Fat Boys, Salt pepper, you know what I'm saying? You could have put us all in one big old, you know, room, and that was it. Wasn't like it is today, where you can go to every state and, and fill up an auditorium with these with these cats of whatever skill level they think they have or may not have. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is so you know beautiful and. I call. I, I wish I was there. That's one era. I wish I was old enough to 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 witness and and, and experience and stuff because just the whole swag and just the feeling of something brand new and how it sounds, you know, took over the world. Like you know, the bridge killed the game. What 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 was that process like? What were you doing? Like how did that formulate? That was a happenstance. We didn't have that plan. And how it happened was me and Molly, what we used to do when we come off a tour was we would go to the river park 
and we would sit on the bench and we would look across to Roosevelt Island in Manhattan and absorb the fact that we just came off of a five-city tour. Look where we came from. And, and we shout were, out to Roxanne Shantae, too, because it seemed yeah. like she was the organizer to get the shit cracking. So, yes, yeah, she did. Her, her yes, thing opened the that's door. That's my aunt. That's my auntie. Yes. Now, but look, but then we had a show in the park later on. So Molly said, yo, let's make a song about the bridge. So we made it that night after we got off a tour and we went to the park, played it. The bridge was a tape in Queensbridge for two years before the world ever heard it. Because me and Molly, like, ain't nobody want to hear about our projects. They don't want to hear about this. So everybody in the bridge was playing for two years before the rest of the world heard it. Molly put it on the radio. Oh, my God. Here we go. Started a whole new era in hip-hop. Now we got this battle thing going on because somebody want to say, I never said hip-hop started in the bridge. I said, let me tell you how it got started, where they come from. <laughs> yes, and you were telling that story. It's amazing to hear this. I'm sorry, you know, if I, if I feel a little, you know, because it's just amazing. Like it, it, this is this is like groundbreaking for me to be able to have the opportunity to document this. And you know, kudos to you. So I heard like when they when you first heard the song, he opened his window and put his speaker in the window and blasted it. Is that true? You didn't have to blast it. Everybody else blasted it. <laughs> And that's like a funny story for me. We're blasting it, right? Everybody say, well, how did it feel when your record was first, when you first heard your record? I said, it's nothing you can, you can't describe it. I got to get me another whistle. That's why I came out here. <laughs> no, get me no, but you, you had to have felt some kind of way, like, you know, how watching how that vibration is affecting the world. You had to feel something, like some kind of pride. Yeah, you, we you, didn't it just rolled off it. your back like that? See, it was different. We didn't think that it was going to be world-breaking. What we thought of it is, we like doing this, and we getting paid for it right now. And so it wasn't a thing like, you, we wasn't sitting back thinking that later on in life, 30 years later, I'd be doing interviews. I didn't approach music like that. We approached music in our era as it was something that we was having fun with in the street. This was how we partied in the park. But now y'all want to pay us for this? <laughs> okay. So all the people always say, well, how was it? And look what how many, look like, who y'all, Big no Daddy Kane, like look at who, who, who's affiliated, like all of y'all did crazy historical things to the, like, it wouldn't be nothing else that we're doing right now. It wouldn't be none of this. Like, that's, it's, it's nothing. You had to understand that you had to be of a certain credential to even put that badge on your chest. You dig what I'm saying? And so the Canes and the G-Raps and, and the Juice Crew that y'all just claim off the top, there's, there's a Juice Crew in your mind that most people will pick. And they will say, this, 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 this. And you're right. That was those members. TCF, they was down with us, but they was part of the Juice Coop in another way. They wasn't Juice Coop TCF. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they was affiliated, but they was G's dancers and this. You know what I'm saying? But they is Juice Crew. But not the, you know, like the roster when it comes to the rhyming. Like when it, when it's a Juice Crew show, it would be Kane, Biz, uh, G-Rap. It would be, you know what I'm saying? It would be Shan, Shantae, Craig G. And a lot of people don't remember that Tragedy Gaddafi. Yes. He was in the Juice Crew long before any of them. Tragedy. He's come up in a lot of my conversations. I just spoke to him and he was talking about Tragedy Gaddafi, yeah? Okay, you cannot, you cannot mention QB and not put Tragedy's name in it. Just because he didn't make it to the super grandeur that some did. But Gaddafi, he was down with the Juice Crew. A tragedy! He was sounding like such a little kid. That it was it was crazy, but because of his life circumstances and how it went, it is what it is, you know. But that's not my story to tell, you know. what I'm saying that's something for Gaddafi to tell. But I'm just saying, Trooper, right there, love you, Gaddafi. Yeah, <laughs> that's Trey. what I call him. I know it. I know his government name, but I won't blast him. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Well, at least you can keep a secret. So let's let's before we move on from the the juice crew, let's do get into biz. Can you share a few stories? Because you know, I, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to be able to do some media coverage on his final show. I didn't get to link up with you, but you know, I even though I was trying to do my job, I wasn't really a hundred percent on it because you know. I was feeling a little emotional about it too, you know. Like I said, hip hop is my culture. Like I adopted all of you guys in my in my family in my head, you know. So I was feeling some type of way too. I didn't get to link up with you during that time to get a few words. So can you take this moment to share like a funny story because I knew he's a character. What I can tell you is this: just knowing Biz and his character, do you think that he would want you to be sad about him right now? No, play? I'm not sad, but at this, I mean, but come on, yeah, like Joyce in business life, and Biz is one of the never to be duplicated. He's never to be duplicated. Now, the story of me and Biz, Biz came in through me. Our Biz was my beatbox before he was Shantae's, and Biz, I was. Where, where, did, you, where did you discover him? We ain't discovering. Biz discovered us. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story. Now, it was uh, my folks on the fifth floor lived in Long Island. Years before I ever met Biz, said, yo, I got a guy on Corum do beatbox. I need you to get up with him. And I was already MC Shan on the radio, and he kept saying, yo, you got to meet Biz. Then all of a sudden, we doing shows. Shantae was so hot, we would have three and four shows a night in, in New York alone. And Biz would meet us before we, he'd be at the first show. Before we got to the next show, Biz would be there. Next show we came, Biz would be there. So we got to Roseland. All right, Biz, we're going to give you your shot. And that's when Biz earned his stripes this night. When he got on stage and he said, I want to, I want to. I like to introduce myself. My name is Abyss Markey. Well, I'm the human orchestra. Well, he got, no, we got on and we did a freestyle. I'm saying he's Abyss Markey. You know what I'm saying? We did a freestyle. I forgot which one it was. 
But that night, Biz earned his stripes, and we took Biz on tour, Biz. And then Shantae was doing different things, and so Biz went on tour with Shantae, and they, they made I'm um, Cut So Fresh and all. And then the records and Nobody Beats the Biz and every incredible thing that Biz did after that. I'm not responsible for Biz's career, but if not for Biz doing that live at Roseland, I think our whole, all of our lives might have been different. Wow. All of our lives may have been different because Biz Markey added something to the Juice Crew that we never had. You know what I mean? It was like, And yo, made y'all different from everybody else, too. We ain't need no turntables. We just bring Biz. He'll go, boom. <laughs> and it was on. We ain't need no turntables. We will roast your crew in the middle of an airport. What? Y'all think y'all who? Biz. And we were roast niggas in the airport. It didn't matter where we was at. Oh, y'all ain't got no beat by I'll show y'all. <laughs> Only one who, who could do that was Dougie and the Fat Boys. And maybe a little bit of the, uh, what you call them? Uh, what, what, I forgot what they made was Special K and them and Tony D and them. Them the only ones, but they couldn't rock with us. We would kill them every time, but smoke them every time. Kill them every time. That should be a versus. That should be a versus. Oh, listen, them is looking. That should be a versus. I will live for that shit. Speaking of that, I gotta give it to freaking Jada Kiss. Look, you showed niggas how fake that versus shit was. You took these niggas back to some original hip-hop niggas. What? Yeah. That nigga said, yo, these niggas is lip-stinking. Now I had to rethink That's that my black seed oil. That's that black oh, seed oil. Kiss. That's Kiss. that pharmacy for life. Like kiss, that's fucked that's up. That's the herbs and shit. Now I gotta rethink my show and shit. Now I got to learn all my verses so I don't sing on the word. I'm too right? busy. Look, that shit, I'm man. Everybody busy. step their game up, yo. No, but see, here's my reason for singing on the words, right? My reason is this, because I want you to hear. I could still sound like, you love to hear the story again and again of how it all got started way back when, like I was in the studio yesterday. So I sing against my shit so you know that this nigga voice is ill and then I'll drop the music and sing acapella and be like, oh shit, that nigga voice. <laughs> Anticipation, so this, I get it. You fucked me up, nigga. Now I gotta go learn that shit for real. I used to be voice <laughs> when I forgot a word. Cover my mouth with the mic and then come back when the motherfucker. Yes. Get that, that get that black seed oil. You them them Seamoss pills. Get them Seamoss pills. I don't know. Hell yeah, because it was in tip top shape, yo. <laughs> I need my wine. Fuck a Seamoss. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, last night. You know what? You know what, what was the defining moment of it all for me last night? It was, not only that, it was the essence. You know what I'm saying? And and this was teaching the world what, what true hip hop is, you know. The, the bridging the gap part, you know, of it all, where it could connect to, to all of the generations of hip hop. Kiss and it. Niggas, niggas, I hate the fact that niggas always 
refer to Jadakiss or the last as underrated and all they this that and they, they showed you why they were never the streets owe us. We always get we know that the world's just not figuring that shit out. Yo, Kiss is one of the illest lyricists and can put some words together that will make the illest lyricist be like, yo, where the hell he He's get a, that? He should be deemed as your rapper's favorite rapper. Because you yo, can't deny him. You can deny man. none of them, actually. But I know it. Look, look, it gotta put it gotta put some kind of feeling in Dipset chest. <laughs> it gotta put a feeling in their chest, and that's no disrespect because they all my niggas. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, damn, this is I do want to take a moment to, to Go, say yo. that. Wait, wait, hold on. I do want to take a moment to say that. Like, see, this is this is. Listen, everybody who never been on a block nowhere in this world before. Everybody who not from New York or may not have that lifestyle or, or don't come from that lifestyle, or the new cancel culture people and stuff like that. Listen, you can't want to <laughs> um, be a part of a culture and not really understand where it really comes from. And when you in arenas, having the opportunity to witness the culture, sit back and learn. Take notes or whatever, or at least try to come to an understanding before you judge or want to cancel or want to say something or whatever. And even if you do have a difference of opinion or whatever, respect ours. Just like now, you want the world to respect yours. Period. I also got to say big respect to Joel. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it was all in the thing of hip-hop. Nigga, you shouldn't have been walking there. He wouldn't have been able to pull your motherfucking shit off. Alright? And so... But Joel I love that shit. That's hip-hop. I love that shit. Look, but look, Joel didn't act in a savage manner. Joel didn't act, you know what I'm saying? He took it as all love. It's all but love. Now, you put yourself in that position, Joel, because when that nigga was spitting that shit... I'd have hit in the back, motherfucker. But you want to make yourself known, and that's why he plucked your shit off. <laughs> 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 that's why he plucked your shit off. A big shout to Joel. Yeah, and not for nothing. Not for nothing. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say this. Not for nothing. You know, just because everybody's talking shit and we we snapping. This is what we do. We pop our shit as a culture. All right, but that doesn't mean we're not listening to Dipset or taking anything away from Dipset. No, I'm still oh, bumping Cam. I'm still bumping Dipset. They still gonna yeah. get the accolades and respect from me. But right now they got their ass whipped, and we're it laughing about it as the people. Fuck it all that sensitive a shit. Lesson to everybody that comes to versus after Jadakiss. Jadakiss to switch that shit up. Ain't no more of that fake versus bullshit. Okay. You they need an R&B versus after that shit because that shit was too real. They needed the next one to balance the energy. They need like an R&B. Give Valentino and, and fucking Pleasure P. Oh, I'm going to see that style of a Valentino. You need an R&B shit to mellow the energy because yeah, they had arms security on stage. That, that's first. That's the first. But you need an R&B nigga that ain't got no auto-tune because if your shit is auto-tune, my nigga, you're going to fucking lose before you even get up that bitch. And that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, we want real kid. vocals. That's right, real vocals. A motherfucker has to show his talent now. It's not about fucking singing over the verses and shit like that. And like I said, Jada, 
You made me change my whole shit. Now I got to go. He made everybody step their fucking game up. And he proved to the world, fuck you mean, slept on the underrated. To y'all suburban or other cultures who want to be hip-hop now, or to y'all niggas, but we been new. And honestly, I've been new. And I hate to say it because I'm from Harlem, but I knew that was going to happen. Because I'm like, oh, they matched up. I wouldn't have matched that up, but it was still dope for hip-hop because they both fired. They both fired, and it was still dope. But I kind of knew that was going to happen. Like, if you was already into it, shout out to DJ Clue. Because he was a part of that ever. He was the reason why a lot of them bangers made it to the streets. You know, he used to get his accolades of flowers, too. Shout out to DJ Clue. And a lot of, I saw a lot of people in the comment section talking shit. Oh, well, I never heard of this song. Because you wasn't there. You wasn't there. Instead of talking shit, sit back and learn. This is hip-hop right now. Sit back and right. learn. You wasn't there. You don't understand what that was like. Just you think you know. Don't mean you heard that before, nigga. You a young buck. Shut the fuck up. You ever heard? You know the what I'm saying? That's the problem. Nobody know how to shut the fuck up. Sometimes just shut up and listen. Well, I'm going outside. Though. I gotta smoke. <laughs> I smoke with you. This is lit, though. About, like it's something about drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes that come hand in hand. So <laughs> it does. It mellows the shit out. But this new this this new versus that coming up, Jada Kiston changed the whole game on it. And just like that was a very changing moment. I, I like to see the evolution of uh, uh, versus. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we do. You know, Everybody and um, those that's watching, I got, I'm doing versus recap. Do we post the one? We go on immediately after versus talking our shit. We, you know, this is what we, me and my fans do all the time. Anyway, on the block, I just call we on the block, whether we virtually or actually on the block, and we talk our shit. You know, real hip hop shit you hear in the barbershops or the beauty salons. That's us. No, so, see, Jadakiss changed the difference. See, that shit is corporate now. Swiss Beats and fucking Timberland, I heard they sold that shit to some corporate entity. I, so I when, hope they so did now, it. It's a money thing. It ain't about motherfucking the artist. They actually paying the artist to get the fuck on there, right? It's no yeah. longer a thing of, oh, Swiss Beats, you need to get some. Them niggas is not involved anymore. They got fucking a couple of million, so I heard. I'm not allegedly, but it's no longer they thing. You know what I'm saying? And with Jadakiss coming on and doing what the fuck he did, was like, yo, he done fucked it all up. You know what I'm saying? And people still screaming versus, 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 versus. It's no longer a black thing. Okay? It's no longer a black thing. It's no longer a fucking thing to rise up out of us, up out of our shit. It's now a corporate entity and it's gonna rob us for whatever the fuck they can rob us for until they can't rob us anymore. And that's all I have to say. You think motherfuckers see, motherfucker, I've been calling Chris out for a minute to do some versus shit. I don't give a fuck. He got 24 albums. Nigga, I'm nice when it comes to this. Period. Alright? So you could do your 24 albums. I don't give a fuck but the shit that I'm gonna speak gonna show niggas that, yo, you ain't in the league of this nigga right here. You do your thing, he do his thing. Chris will kill me on a stage. A stage like they had in Madison Square Garden. That nigga will kill me. But any motherfucker that sit back and listen to lyrical content and flows and motherfucking speculation would know that how did I'm you feel? How did you hit feel when you first heard Chris um, KRS one song? I ain't feel no kind of way because that was what hip hop was. 
It's a gladiator sport. It's not a fucking pussy sport, okay? These niggas that get all mad because somebody... Can't, it don't, cancel culture don't fit. It's not for you. Like, mind your business. It ain't for you. You ready to go get the gun because somebody says something about you on a radio? Can't get rid of the foundation. Nah, you, that ain't what it is. Now, imagine if me and Chris would have killed each other back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Because neither one of us is suckers. You know what I'm saying? So what if we decided that we was going to just say, fuck it, we're going to shoot this shit out. Somebody will be in jail, somebody be dead, and then what, what, what? Where we going with that? You know what I'm saying? We learned early that, yo, but we I need think to a lot of that shit is a setup, though. I think a lot of that shit, these killings and stuff like that, a lot of that shit is a setup, you know? It's more to it than just niggas just having beef like Ain't that. Ain't nothing Especially when you it's simple and plain. The more fucking beef these motherfuckers have, it's the more clickbait for the niggas that's getting the money that ain't putting it back in the fucking community. So if they can make a beef happen and keep broadcasting it and get it to the point where motherfuckers, somebody going to get killed, one of these record companies is going to cash in on a motherfucking insurance policy that they didn't tell the fucking family that they had on that artist that's worth this much to them. So anything happened to him, if he get his fucking throat cut and he can't rhyme for us no more, we insuring that nigga throat too. Okay? So they, they, they're making money by the beef that we have. So who's, who's, who's worried? Ain't none of us caring. We just going to keep on going. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep on doing the same shit we've been doing. <laughs> what you think what, what you think has to happen as as a pioneer, one of the legends, what do you feel like really is the concrete thing that has to happen in order for that to change? I already told you earlier, beat your kid's ass and tell that motherfucker <laughs> you ain't gonna act like these savage ass fucking rappers. Fuck what you hearing on the radio. I already told you that answer. Beat your kid ass every motherfucking week, even if you don't know why. Because they know why you whipping their ass. How do you feel about all this, like, mental health stuff? And, you know, and then not only that, everybody getting accolades, even just for not doing anything, the, the Me Too trophies, that's what I call them. Like, you know, how do you feel about that kind of system? Listen, let me tell you, this, this is a whole game. You know what I'm saying? Now, the Me Too system... A lot of these folks, you can have that in the music business, too. A lot of these folks, they don't knew what they was getting into. They knew that this is how the game go. You know, now you got a lot of these always talking about the loom nigga. That's how the game go. Don't complain later. You can't take it back now that you decided, oh, 20 years later. And I'm not saying that, it, that you're wrong but for feeling violated. You know what I'm saying? And maybe the man did violate you and these people violated you. You know what I'm saying? But you knew what you were doing at the time. Your career was more important. So you went up in the room with Weinstein and you went up in the room with this one and that one. Don't cry foul now. You know what I'm saying? Don't cry foul now. When you knew that career that you wanted was more important than what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Don't come now and just try to cry about it. That's a fact. But I'm just saying, that's not me down in the Me Too movement because I do believe that women have been violated and the men that have done that are suckers for it. You know what I'm saying? Especially being in the entertainment field. Are you serious? They drop out of the 
the, the hallway lobby, when you walk in the hallway lobby, you don't have to drug anyone, you don't have to rape anyone, and you don't have to, what's it called? Now, see, some of them women that put themselves in their position are different. You see what I'm see, saying? See, that's what I feel like is lacking accountability. It's lacking accountability. It gotta, if you want to be on this subject, you got to play fair on some things. And I feel like that got to be a case-by-case -case situation. But still, accountability has to happen. It has to. But we can't, we can't, we can't let people go to say I give them mollies and take them home and do what I want with them. We can't let that slip. We can't just say that that's all right. You dig what I'm saying? That's not cool and that's not all right because that could be my daughter, that could be my sister, that could be my cousin, my niece, or whatever. And now... What? Am I going to okay it? But when it happened to mine, now feel some way about it? No. They're wrong for doing it. And whatever punishment that they get for it, good for you. Because you're lucky you ain't running to a couple of people like myself in the dark alley. that And just being accused of that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That could get you dirty. You know, that could get you done dirty. So... From the time and era that I come from, you don't want your name associated with nothing like that. Because you know you will get done dirty. All right? You go to the system, I'm, yo, homie, <laughs> you about to get it. So, come on. Nah, that ain't that ain't what we do. That ain't what we do. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa. Those that have that money and feel that immunity, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? They part of a club that we don't know nothing about. So I can't speak for them, but all I'm saying is if you do anything like that to a woman, don't let it be my daughter, my sister, my cousin, because I'm telling you, I'm going to jail for the rest of my entire fucking life. Period. No fucking questions asked. I'm already comfortable with that. Yes, that's your line in the sand. That's it. It's a done deal. Done deal for me and you. Because <laughs> it ain't going to be no hiding. I'm going to knock on your door and I'm going to let you have that shit until the shit going click, 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 click. But let's not... I'm kind of curious. Hold on, wait, I'm wait. Kinda... I have to make a disclaimer. That's not me of uh, uh, what you're calling uh, project or, or, or trying to say that I'm going to do violence to anyone. I'm just creating a scenario and saying what I would do if that scenario happened. I'm not inciting violence. Thank you, Instagram, because they like to chuck me. <laughs> yeah, the, the censorship, I hate it, too. We need we need our own platform. But no, anyway, but Instagram, huh? know why you had to request me? Instagram won't let me go live, period. I can't request you. As soon as I requested you... My whole Instagram cut off like, oop, nope, this nigga be in jail too much. So you have to request me. I can't go live. Because you too real. And they do that shit to me too. They shadow ban. But you know what? My fucking, my views might be low, but them insights say another story. So they be trying to do that to deter people from buying into you. They do that because I speak the truth too. I'm too, I'm, listen, niggas is not ready for me. Niggas not ready for me to have me on their platforms, they don't, they don't want to smoke, yo, because you know, in any aspect, I, t I, I give it raw. It, I don't, I don't know no other way. I don't know no other way. I'm sorry, man. That's don't, how I've don't. been. That's how I've been, and I've been this way. People always say to me years ago, 
Shan, you need a reality show. But I was too raw for TV. Now the thing like, I want Shizzle with the Wizzle. I want them little, like, we need to link together because I would love that a part of. We have the little MC Shan section. And you come with your stories, your everyday stories. We need to do that for Live at Radio. Hell yeah, because Thank I you. really enjoy them. I Thank really you. do. Thank you. <laughs> I really do. What made you want to do that? What made you want to shizzle with the wizard? One time for your mind. Say it one more time. I got to hear one that time, shit. One time for your mind, two time for your soul. It's your man. Shizzle with the wizard. Ain't nothing standing between you and success, but air and opportunity. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. what? Because if I can show that every day you don't have to be rich to enjoy your life, because I'm not rich. I'm comfortable. But I'm not rich. And I also live my life on my own terms. If I don't want to wake up, I don't want to wake up. You know, it, there's a thing where you have to fucking come to the fact that you want to say, don't say yes when you really want to say no. And there's nothing stopping you from that shit. Because if I could come from Queensbridge, the projects, be a fuck up in school. I was in the ninth grade for three motherfucking years. I don't have a college education. I've never had a job. If I wanted to get a job now, they look at me like, nigga, 635 an hour. You have no work experience. Now, if I could do all of this shit and still live comfortably and sit back. Yes, I've done something. But now you have to find your niche. To what you can do to live comfortable like me. At 55, I can say I'm retired. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I got shit in the pipeline. <laughs> I got shit in the pipeline that people I don't even talk about. That's just going to make me just sit back even harder. I'm going to go buy me a motherfucking house down in a, a condominium down in Panama City. And then I'm going to buy me a motherfucking house here designed the way the fuck I want the shit to do. And niggas going to be like, damn, how you do that as an old school motherfucker? Because I ran into the right niggas to get me my shit back, nigga. <laughs> exactly. I'm kind of curious. Who's your top five dead or alive? I don't have any. You can't ask me that. Now, if you asking me that about artists from my era, you can never ask that. Because we all no, I'm just all right. So, so let me I, let me switch I, it up. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Question. Who? No, huh? I don't have any. I'm explaining to you why I can't. So you don't you. listen to no music. You don't listen to no music. Who's who you listening to right now? Who's in who's in your tape deck? CD deck. What you listening to? I listen to Fallout Boy, Centuries. You will remember me for centuries. <laughs> I just want to say it. That's all you can take. I go down in history. Get it. That's what I listen to. I don't listen to no <laughs> hip hop. I listen to music that may inspire me to do some other shit. What the fuck these niggas got for me? Nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got nothing. At all. And so to ask me about my top five, anybody that comes from my era, we all set in our own lane. You can't compare us. Not even me and Chris. We are two different entities. As just what every artist that came out of my out of my era. Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh, Big Daddy Kane, you got Stessa Sonic, you got Queen Latifah, you got MC Light, you got uh uh Boom, chickity boom, chickity boom. I wrapped the rope up, You've got a whole bunch of dip. You can never put us all in the same box. We don't interlock. We all had our own lane. 
So you have to hold your hand out like this. So to say who's the top yes, All of it was the vibe. All of it was the vibe. All right, but now in the end of the day, I say that we can't pick who was the best, who's the worst in this here rap game. Yeah, who's your bottom Between, three? Who who you feel like should have never touched no the mic? Three. I don't have a bottom three. We can't pick none of that until the book is closed. The day they close, uh, can I get one book? though? Can I get a bottom one? Nope. nope. Oh, come on, Shan, nope. really? I don't know. I don't deal with it like that because you asking me to, I mean, you, somebody would even say, oh, I bet you Sharon would say Chris. No, I wouldn't because Chris is a No, I wouldn't think you say Chris. That, wouldn't, that, was, that wasn't even on my mind. That's what I'm saying. I would never I think my, that. I talk my nobody shit should about be Chris that. because I'm entitled to talk my shit about Chris, but nobody else can, but I could do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But every artist of my era had their own stamp. It was just... Uh, nowadays, you can play seven different artists and it'll sound like one long-ass fucking mixtape. Yes. Shout-out to T-Pain for, uh, for just doing that rant, letting everybody know, do something different. I think, you know what I really think it is? The fact <laughs> that it's on. so free. We talking about Mr. Motherfucking, Mr. Motherfucking, uh, Mr. Motherfucking uh, Auto-Tune himself. They follow yeah. you, nigga. They love you. What do you mean? Do something different. Let them keep following you. <laughs> but I love T-Pain. That's not a disrespect. Because on his show, people have been sending me the clip where they was doing some rhyme joint. He was like, hip-hop started out in the dark. Man, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's the you know. Yeah, T-Pain, he, he cool, uh, you know what I'm saying? But let them do, oh, stop the, he's right, though. T-Pain, you was a thousand percent right. Do something different. Yeah, I agree with him, though. Like, you know, but I think it's because no longer people got to be original because that filter of the middleman, even though, you know, it's kind of better to, people say it's better, you know, because you straight to your market, to your fan base. But the thing is that filter did do its best when you had, a uh, person backing you because you had telling you had to be you had to be something different. You had to be make them have a reason to invest in you and stuff like that. Now people, oh, this person's doing that and it's got like ten thousand million views over there. Let me create something similar like to that so I could get all the views and the streams and stuff, and I get that check from YouTube or title or whatever because I'm mimicking a sound everybody's into right now. So. I think that's the down part of, you know, the the labels not really back in the artists like that the because you don't got to fight for it no more. You just you follow just your trend. The, the internet fucked the whole game up because <laughs> where you used to have to go through a legitimate avenue such as a record company to get your music out. Now you ain't got to worry about the middleman, as you said. You can go direct to your source. But that's not cutting nobody out, you know, not disrespecting nobody. Because if you got a fan base that loves what you do, and if you're directing and, and interacting directly with them, then, hey, that's what we do this for, to feed our kids. And so you can't complain about what they're doing. But it also made it easier for old school cats like me that are used to the old ways but have adapted to the new thing to know. It ain't about selling the music. It's about how many people you got clicking on it, streaming it. That's going to get you the money. 
It ain't. Yeah. Now, 15, I, I think both. I think both eras, both ways of doing the music businesses, got its benefits and it got its fuck ups. Both sides, because I could see the benefits on both ends as well. You know, I like the independent, but I see that fucked up part because it's oversaturated with fuckery. You know, back oh, in the day, even when the uh, music record, when the record labels were more involved, they were robbing the artists. A lot of the artists wasn't seeing their money coming back to it's them. They were robbing us, but see, they're not talking about how you used to get 25 cents for a record when I was signed. Now, with the streams, you get a point of all right, it'll go like this. You know how dollars that should go. It'll be a dollar. The dollar dollar decimal right here has a zero with a point with a zero 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 nineteen. So that's nineteen percent of a penny that you're getting paid for a stream. They're getting fucked up even worse than we are. They're getting fucked worse than we are. Because now what well, we used to get maybe twenty five cents per record that sold for ten ninety nine. Now for every stream you're getting less than a penny. Fifteen hundred streams considered one sale. So now if you got three thousand streams, that's two sales. How much do you get for selling two records? <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, and you know plus everything, being an independent artist, everything that goes into that, like you're paying for your own videos, you're paying for your own studio time, you're paying for um, photo shoots and all that just to have your image and presence and, you know, um, stuff on the, on social media, that costs money. So I get it. I all get right. It. Then you sign to a major label, right? You sign digitally to a major label. That doesn't give you the album budgets anymore. They don't give you the video budgets. And they do everything you just said. You're going to pay for everything that you just said. Now, you think that you're going to get off going with them? Okay, now you can't put out a record every week like you used to to keep your consistency. Now you just signed to them. You got to come out in a certain time bracket. Boom, you ain't just going to come out every week like you like you used to. You know what I'm saying? So now, all of that shit you just did and paid for, now you're saying, well, I'm going to sign to you and I'm going to give you 30% of all the shit that I'm going myself. They're not going to fuck with you until you've got a certain amount of numbers on your, on, your, on your social media. What you need them for, you made it to that plateau. But see, we just, but we just finished proving how a lot of niggas is getting shadow banned, especially when you... That's how you know who's really highly influencers what they don't want the masses to really know those are the ones who really get shadow banned because my views and my insights are totally different stories yo they're very different some people don't know how to look at the insights i know my i know when i look at my jointness they only have reached two thousand i look at the insights it'll say it reached a certain other number they yeah. won't even like if it's two thousand your insights is like ten thousand impressions and all of that so that's why I don't really go by the fucking views too much because my insights say a different story than my views. Exactly. You know? I can't even get a blue check because of the shit that I say. And it's not, I've learned to play their game to where I'm, I'm on a tightrope. I'm walking a tightrope, but I know where not to violate. You don't say certain things about certain groups of people 
in any shape or form. You don't even try to boom. And because but I don't like don't, that either because you sent to me. Don't fucking send to me. No, but you can. You can't say that. See, now people always scream freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Well, that's only contains to the government. Now, when it comes to an entity like Instagram, those are corporations and they don't adhere to the Constitution as the, as the federal government. And with every time they do a new terms of service and an update that you don't look at it, they're taking away another freedom of yours to say that we can block you for saying this. We can block you for saying that. And then they put it under a big a big umbrella that says community guidelines, but underneath, yeah, but, but but we can't we can't pretend like they're not working together with each other. They they you know what they you know what these social media platforms are? They're the social engineers. All these ad algorithms and stuff like that. They feed in the, the people the information that they want us to know. Because we're not really watching TV and stuff like that. Everybody's on here because we're creative. We in here doing all this other stuff. So they know what they're doing. They all in cahoots with each other. So when they do change their service to terms of agreements, it's to benefit the government. Why you think, look at, look at what they're telling us to shut up government. about. It's not to benefit the government. The motherfucking but look at what, look at what they're telling us to shut up about, though. Look at the what they're telling us to shut the up about. The government is fucking useless. When it comes to information, motherfucking Instagram for Mark Zuckerberg by his these, motherfucking these, self. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's private sectors, these private entities. Mark Zuckerberg by his motherfucking self is more powerful than the whole United States government. Why? He owns Instagram. He owns Facebook. He owns majority of your and my motherfucking personal motherfucking information. All right? Yep. He's also selling us to advertisers because we're so hungry to motherfucking make free content for these motherfuckers that they done already sold us because they know why? Because me and you so starving to get our message out that we can sell these niggas to advertisers before they even make a show, all right? We're, we're creating all of this free content for Instagram to get paid, and we ain't getting a fucking dime for it, which is another shadow type of shit that niggas are not motherfucking knowledgeable to. But I use Instagram for my own platform to get to where the fuck I'm supposed to go because I know what's going the fuck on. All right, but Mark yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's like the you said by the door. Sometimes you got to play the game to beat it. And that's exactly, but Mark Zuckerberg and the government ain't down. The government got to come to that nigga to get information. Yeah, that's what, that, but that's my point. That's my point. So when you be, when people be like, oh, it's a private entity and stuff like that. Yeah, the private that's entity that's lining, the, that's lobbying what? and lining these niggas' pockets, like you said, data. Giving them our data and stuff like that too, and that's why that's why we have a Bill Gates and he could say and do and, and interfere with medical and stuff like that. That same exact reason. Mark Zuckerberg doing the same thing. These motherfuckers got the money to buy a decision, a legislation, a new law, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's the private sectors, the and that's who. But it's they use it behind the government. That's the government because how you who. What motherfucker that's not a politician could tell us what, what, what kind of medicine or whatever to take and put in, in our bodies and shit? A politician a can't tell you anything underneath the Constitution because they will be totally wrong. 
They can advise you. That's why they can't fucking mandatorily make you take this vaccine. But yet they can circumvent that shit through niggas like Mark Zuckerberg and motherfucking Bill Gates who have these corporations who want these tax breaks from the fucking government and all these tax cuts. They'll say, well, listen, for in order for your company to keep operating, motherfucker, I want you to tell every goddamn employee in your factory that they're going to lose their job unless they take this fucking vaccine. So the government can't directly tell you to take shit. No congressman, no nothing, because it would be against their constitution. All right. But there's ways to make you motherfuckers take that vaccine. Oh, you want to keep working for Mark? You want to still be in the motherfucking in Amazon? You still want to be in Google, the top motherfucking shit around the world? Take this motherfucking vaccine. So the government can run it, but it's all through money. And the reason why they would do it is because it's going to give them tax breaks because that, yes, that money runs the government and that's how the fuck it gets down. One hand wash the other and none of us ain't got nothing, no money to fucking do nothing about it. I don't think it's necessarily about money. I think, well, money is a part of it, but I think we need to get back to the roots and learn how to be more self-sufficient. I think we're too dependent. You know what that mean? That mean we gonna go back to living in mud huts. <laughs> because let me tell you something. Right now, the way America is chopped the fuck up, you see it in your own neighborhoods, right? We from New York. We know how it works. All the rich niggas live on Long Island, and and. All the, the five boroughs got the projects and the buildings and then the niggas with the houses think they better than the niggas in the projects and shit. But where the real prime real estate is, we'll never be afford to be able to live there with the jobs that we have. When these 19 and 20 year old Caucasians go in for a job, their pay raise is motherfucking 10 times what we're coming in at as 20 years old. So they're being structured to motherfucking live in these places. We can't even afford to get the fuck out of where we get, right? And then we can't, once we can afford to get the fuck out of where we get and we live where the fuck they live, now it's uncomfortable for us because they don't want us in their fucking community. And so now you did all of this just to go get a house over there with these motherfuckers and you can't even live there because these motherfuckers make you feel uncomfortable. So where do we ever get comfortable as black people, period? We got to make our own, motherfucker. That's it. You but I think that's where it's at. I think, I, think, I think that's where it's at, too. I think this could, because, the, the, I, I mean, this is the bad, but it's always a good, too. I think this will be the, the benefit of the entrepreneur. Only thing that I think should happen with entrepreneurship, because I'm, I'm glad everybody's into it now, and you see a rise in that, especially within our community. What I think now people need to do is stop trying to be, I'm by myself. You're doing it on your own. You're doing it on your own. Because, you know, you got like 10 caterers on your block. You got five beauticians on your block. When y'all could come together and have a beauty shop, even if it's underground. You can all come together and have something organized, whether you, or a restaurant or, you know, something like that. I th I could see that happening if, if we play as smart as a community. Right. Like, I think we need to start organizing together, think more of team and collaboration. But see, now, how, here's how we can't have it. We can't have a whole group of these motherfuckers, right? What we got to have is the motherfucker that know how to do the accounting. The motherfucker yeah, that exactly. 
actually yeah. know how to run the business. Motherfuckers that ain't got no problem stocking the business. Everybody play their role. If everybody play Thank the role you. given to them and not want to be the chief, play your position. And we all going to get, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. always wants That's to think what I'm that saying. Everybody who got like-minded careers or whatever and feel like y'all struggling doing it by yourselves or you breaking even, y'all need to start reaching out together, come together and make something happen. Because I'm pretty sure even though y'all have something in common, y'all have resources that's different from each other. And y'all could come up with something even greater. I think we need to start thinking like that as a people. Because we, you know, I know we talk about the problems, like I said, we need to talk about what we grateful for and the solutions. Because what I see is opportunity in the fuckery if we play it right. I see a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs coming out from nowhere with so much talent. Now imagine if, you know, like I said, it's like 10 caterers on one block. Y'all can have a joint. A nigga got to invent space, you know, make that shit happen. Right. Sugar Rays. Since we in the Harlem spirit, New York and stuff, we have sugar rays everywhere. Just call it something different. Whatever your Mm -hmm. click name is or whatever. I don't know. But everybody want to be the boss, you know what I'm saying? It's like nobody just want to. When you see somebody that, here's where the first attitude comes in. You see somebody that's doing something good. and If your first thought is, fuck that nigga. He think he's so-and-so, you're the problem. Yes. You are the fucking problem. See, my first idea would be like to go ask that nigga, yo, how the fuck did you do that? And gain the knowledge instead of looking at him like he's my enemy. And I guarantee you that when you say, yo, look, yo, how did you do that? I'm interested in how you did that. I'm guaranteeing you that they will motherfucking show you the way. Instead of taking the attitude of not liking somebody because of how they dress, how they look, because you don't have it. And that don't even matter. And that's another thing I like about the verses, since we was talking about the verses. And SWV was the show that really showed you, take that fucking, take them heels off, bitch. Take them earrings off. Take all that. You saw the performance they gave once they did that. Look at the locks last night. It came in there with simple t-shirts and shorts. Let's get to the block. Look, that was that they didn't motherfucker. Have no leather sweatpants on. They didn't have none of that. Yes, look, look, that was that motherfucking nigga. Fuck off. Don't be disturbed by the bling bling. Don't get fascinated. You know what I'm saying? By this. Come Don't on, get fascinated man. By the bling, some, nigga. Some things is better in the basics, yo. Some things is better in this world's form, yo. I understand that everybody nigga. getting money. That's, you know, that's a part of the point. We gotta feed our families. You know, that's the, I get that. But come on. Some sometimes, sometimes it's not that. And I wish Cam would have wore pink. Like that nigga should have had something pink. At least the T-shirt, something. When he had a, like a strip or something, that shit should have been in pink. I don't know. He might, he might, he might have wore pink and got 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 backlash. Why? That's his brand. I don't give a fuck. You ain't gonna never see me wearing no goddamn pink. I don't give a shit. I'm putting peace in the oven. That's my pan top for something y'all looking at. I'm putting some peace in the oven. I'm hungry. I decided not to cook tonight. I decided not to cook tonight. I got a, a pizza.
<laughs> so I'm eating. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna keep you too long because I kept you for a long time, and I, I think I covered. We covered everything and more. Like you know, this is. I, I kind of don't want to stop, but you know, no, I don't want to take up your time either. I'm glad we could drift between music and reality, and music and reality. Yeah, like this is such a dope conversation. Like I feel you. You don't have no idea. Let me go get another whistle because I don't finish that one. Right. Let me take some of my tequizzle. Hold on. (laughs) That's the tequizzle. I. (laughs) I got the whistle. Tequizzle. Ah, here we go. Keep them yeah. on death. One time for your mind. Two time for your soul. I say yeah. that so much. My three year old says it for me. I say one time for your mind. He'll say two time for your soul. Shizzle with a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, where'd that piece go? Damn it. Oh, there it is. I'm going to have to glue this piece. My phone holder keep on. Pop one side pops out. I gotta watch that. Just like my money maker right here <laughs> keeps me hands free. <laughs> yeah. So why not? Why you don't just get the big bottle of wine? Why the little? Why the little dollar bottles? What's that about? Because I have young kids and safety first. See, if I was to get the big bottle, that means I have to pour it into a glass, right? I sit my glass on the table. I walk out the room. I come back. My son be done drunk my shit. So if the top ain't tight, it ain't right. You know what I'm saying? So I keep these right here because it keeps my mind safe and me not getting no child endangerment charge because I keep these right here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm, not, I'm, not one, I'm not one of them parents like that. You know what I mean? I think of all aspects of what I do and how it can affect anybody around me. And so me drinking out of a cup don't work around my house. Maybe when they ain't here. Sometime when they ain't here, like now during the week, you might see me with a glass of whistle. And that's when you know, oh, the kids must not be there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, like, what is next for SC Sham? Are you going to just, like, continuously just chill? Or you like, we'll, are we doing a real podcast? Because I would love to see that. Like I kind of want it on live. That like I want to have an MC Shan segment. Like I really do. The the stories you be telling, even down to the cooking. Like I love I love everything about your platform right now, and you're fucking hilarious. Like now, even with this interview right now, work. like the whole vibe is lit. Like I'm like having one of the best interviews of my life. Like. Well, you, have, you have no idea. The energy is crazy. Now, let me show you what my whole main goal is. See, the things that I'm doing on this internet and all of that, see, I want the check from where they're getting the check from. You know, I've been offered jobs and this, that, and the third. Shan, get on my thing. And I'm like, that's just a job for me. I want my own shit because I am my own creator and my own everything I do. I never post memes. I'm a walking meme, okay? <laughs> I never you post damn memes. sure is. 
Every time you see on my page, all oh, you see me, I never run out of things to say. And I know, you know what I'm saying? And I know that that can gather some audience, although I'm being stifled by IG because they don't want my views and whatever to be done. But in the end of the day, I want to go to the same people that IG is getting a check from and make a deal and say, yo, this guy's got, you know, they're fucking a mobile, but I think he has something. If he stops cursing... <laughs> But it is what it is. Hey, what up, niece? I see you. I see you was with Jadakiss, too. So next time you see Jadakiss, my niece is on here. And she got just seen her picture with Jadakiss. You tell Jadakiss, motherfucker, that nigga killed that shit. <laughs> and he did. And I'm, and I'm mad the world really stopped. I'm glad he got his flowers. I'm glad he's getting his fucking flowers. Because... I'm like, how do the world not see what I see and Jada and, and the locks? Like, how you call them underground? Like, it doesn't make sense, you know, when that comes. But then he's in everybody's top five, too. You know, even Styles P, you know, even though a lot of the major attention went to Jada or whatever, but even Styles P is a lot of niggas' top fives, too. Like, right. The locks, period, is just a wrecking yeah. with. But I'm like, why, why would you say that? And I'm glad they got their flowers. I'm glad. I'm glad. It, you know, they made the world understand. It was a reckoning. They had okay? with a motherfucking objective and whatever objective they came to that shit with. They did it. That's <laughs> all I can say. They did it. They did it. They did. They did the damn thing. Yeah, they damn sure did. Shout out to and shout out to Dipset. You know, I'm still gonna be bumping Cam, even though I'm talking mad shit. I'm talking hella shit right now. I still gonna be bumping Cam. I still love me some Jim Jones as an artist. Right. I still fucking love Jewels. I'm still gonna be bumping they shit. Oh, baby. Yeah, I'm still gonna be doing it. You know, but I'm talking hella shit right now. Right now, maybe for like shit. the next six months. Maybe for like right. the next six months, but I'm talking how this shit. They have to deal with that shit. They got to deal with that <laughs> shit for the next six and months. it's all love. Trust me, it I'm talking shit with love. I'm talking shit with love. I am still bumping they shit. And still fucking buying and into they shit and investing on what I'm still. I'm going to catch a show because they're going on tour. So shout out to them having a tour with State Property. Shit, they yeah, better have to check that out. Before these niggas close us back down with this new strain or whatever the fuck they got going on. Listen, listen. Everybody that's in this fucking live, let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you, Let me get my chunk of let that first. Listen. Nah. <laughs> every, every, everybody in this motherfucking live you are free. Okay? You are free. It's nothing. Hold on. Whatever you wish. The choice is yours. Okay? The choice is yours. Let them try. But see what we was talking about? The underlying message? Unity. When we're talking about entrepreneurship, let that shit marinate in your fucking brain. One second. Unity. Because if all we right. all sit together I'm and put our fucking foot down, there's nothing they could do. Nothing. Yeah. I'm with you on that. But I'll unite with the rest of you motherfuckers when they say quarantine is clear. 
Fuck all that. Nigga, we outside. We outside. Nigga, we been outside all quarantine. We outside, nigga. We outside. You saw that shit last night. You ain't see all them motherfuckers in and Madison Square Garden and not even half the crowd was vaccinated. Fuck out of here. It's raised thinking weeks. around that shit. You just making us be. That's what I'm saying. I think this is the era for the entrepreneurs. All the hairdressers get together, form like Voltron. God damn it. Like the, you know why they doing all this shit because we not compliant we not compliant you really think if all they of us was compliant like they trying to, to make us now, think right? they would be going this hard at us you really think that they stopping at no brace because we said fuck that shit and I'm proud matter of fact we talking about grateful I'm great I'm proud of us I'm proud of us if nobody be telling you because, you know, you have a lot of people that do mean well and give good messages, but they're always talking about what we're not doing. I'm saluting everybody who's holding their fucking ground right now. You saw them with that black oil you do. You saw the locks, how they was doing it without lip singing. They had all the stamina in the world, that black seed oil. You get to your roots, yo. Get to the foundation. I am in yeah. my foundation. I ain't fucking with y'all niggas until quarantine is over. Come outside. Look, no, but you, you know you have every right. Outside. You have every right to, to 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 keep it low. You have every right. I understand. Nothing is to be trusted. But you, you know, to 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 everybody out there, don't don't live in fear. Live. I'm not living in fear. I'm the last one. Look, let me tell you something. I'm the last one that you could say lived in fear. You want to know why? Because during the whole coronavirus, while y'all niggas was locked down, I, I was wasn't locked down. Well, look, I was going on motherfucking trips to the mountains. I got an RV. All right? Yeah, everybody so, took trips. I saw niggas in Puerto Rico. Niggas in Puerto Rico right now, they must have got a super listen, sale. No, when the shit was hard locked down, hard locked down, where the streets was clear, I was out. Me and my family jumped in the truck. Now, the only reason why I would be fucking with a nigga is because you pulled me over. Now, if you got away from me, nigga, I would be still quarantined. I'm driving my house. And so during quarantine, I didn't feel it because I was all over the United States. Me too. I went to the mountains. All that. I, I got to go to the mountains. I checked into my RV spot. Only thing I got to do is see them people and show them my ID. I got my parking spot. The next nigga was parked over there. We enjoyed the coronavirus. I actually enjoyed the shit. And not even a whistle, and not even a sniffle. Come on, y'all. It was killing. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna even go there. We just gonna be look. Okay. All right, listen, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what. See, I have family members that succumb to that shit. I've got friends that succumb to that shit. So I'm not one to sit there and Hi, laugh. Like not, act like it's not nothing. That shit is something. All right. So yeah, it is something. Yeah, All the shit that, but it's not what we think. I do believe, I do agree that it is something, it's, it's but it's not that, what we it's think. Part of that upper echelon, new world, or the bullshit to make everybody exactly, comply. exactly. It's free. not a virus we that we this, think. Per and se. that's what it is. It is a virus, though. There is a virus, but not in the it's sense because a lot of people taking it. But I'm not fucking around with your motherfucking vaccines. And now, why would I fuck with that that shit? When there's people that take it and they got adverse fucking effects from this shit. But if it was now, I'm going to tell you what. If there was people of color that was out speaking about the fucking adverse actions from this virus, it would have no 
coverage, but there's supposedly Gentlemen, if you see me and he's paused right now, now oh, I can you hear you. See, because you. you talking that way. Hold on, they tapping it right now. You talking that real shit. You, 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 oh, did you get a call? I ain't get no call. They just tapping uh, it. See? Yeah, yeah, they took it. Yeah, this is what we talk about algorithms and all that shit. Fuck out of here. That's why all you nerds out there that play video games, Fortnite. If your kids play Fortnite, invest in that. Tell the motherfuckers to start doing app um coding. Look, coding. If your kids are nerds that, right? and, and they like all that shit, get them into coding. Let the oh, all you motherfuckers block. that's into coding right now start developing these apps, yo. Look, where y'all at? My daughter, she played Roblox a lot, right? And so I'm like, anything that these kids in is gonna be. So as soon as Roblox had a fucking public IPO, I bought fucking stock in Roblox. Yeah. I I, and that's nothing that motherfucking... Let me tell you, black people, we always get it on the ass end of shit, right? Stock's been going on forever. So now all you hear is black people get into stocks, get into stocks, penny stocks, 36 cents. Nigga, that shit ain't making you no real money. We always get in on the ass end of a deal, right? Now... Them motherfuckers are actually using us to come up because now you get the niggas to jump in on this. Nobody wants to fuck with the nickels and dimes, but if you put a lot of nickels and dimes together, you come up with dollars. So now mm -hmm. all this Dogecoin shit, niggas That's investing it. at 24 fucking cent. All y'all motherfuckers is putting in 24 cent for a million and it's going to give them a pot to fuck with. And then when them niggas, they're going to take and fucking fold and they got 20 million dollars. Anything that niggas get in on on the last and shit end of it, I don't want to fuck with it. For the simple fact, that nigga, everybody's talking about the same. Dogecoin, Dogecoin. Every nigga that think he know fucking stocks talking about Dogecoin. I bought some of that shit. That shit plunged like a motherfucker. Fuck y'all niggas. But see, I think, but see, that's the thing. I think the key in it where I find success is trading it. The, the trading aspect. You got to get in, get out. Sometimes you have... It's like a... I, I don't know how to really explain investment. it. I don't want a motherfucking keep sitting at my computer, blah, blah, blah. I okay. stick money in I the I only stock. do that with like um, big, um coins. I don't do that because I do investing stock, which I think I... You know, I got long-term stock too. I think that's, that's going to be my saving grace. But I think I found like a little niche into you know certain trades and i i always make sure um i do see the pattern in between especially yeah. like when real companies are low I, I find that those coins go higher and it, and it's vice versa yes, see, i don't know i'm not different. saying that every black man that's into trading is bogus it's just when the hood <laughs> when the niggas in the hood Come start talking to me about Dogecoin. I know that ain't some shit I want to get into. Because y'all niggas in the hood, y'all niggas don't know nothing anymore. 
fucking way. Well, I'm going to listen to y'all niggas. <laughs> All they doing is getting y'all little hood niggas to put y'all little two cents in so they could get a little pot. And then when they motherfucking really go public, nigga, the first time they fucking hit the IPO, that shit going to cost $36 a fucking share because they took all your little nickels and dimes and fucking bought in on some other shit. Message. That's just my opinion, though. That's just my opinion. Especially after I done had six of these motherfuckers. Right? Listen, <laughs> a drunk motherfucker speaks a sober tongue. Shit. I ain't, look, when I'm sober, I ain't got no problem saying what the fuck I say. Because I'm still drunk from the last night. <laughs> and you want to know what? Motherfucker could call me what the fuck they want to call me. But guess what? I ain't got to get up and go to work tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm going to sit here and do what I do. Drink me six wines, maybe eight. I don't know. Fall asleep and get up and redo. <laughs> yes. I feel so honored. Like tonight was really dope. I'm not gonna keep you up anymore, but like I said, what 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 is next? I don't think we even got to that question. What's next? I can't like, even answer that. Show. I got I got I got reality shows and I've got Ghostbuster equipment and shit. I got a Ghostbuster show. It's called Hip Hop Paranormal Society. I'm I'm starting a Hip Hop Paranormal Society, and because I'm, in, I'm not interested in ghost hunting, I like the paranormal. You went to the spirits. Yeah, and, and it's like, I know that they exist, so it's like, I'm in a search for life after death. This right here is one of my ghost hunting tools. It's an EMF. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, but the problem is the problem is ghost. Wait, let me see. Look, it's an EMF motherfucking spiker. And it's, it's spiking so right now because I'm near the computers and shit like that. That shit beeping. <laughs> Y'all think oh, I'm they out tonight. They out tonight. I've got I've got a ghost hunter show. I've got all kind of cameras. I got infrared cameras. I got all that shit. And you know I built a bus, right? Oh my I built God. a party bus. And so since I ain't been using my bus for parties because I see more money if I do a reality show from it, I've got stickers that go across the front of my bus that says Ghostbusters. But my 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 pride and joy of my ghost hunting equipment will get here Thursday, and it's the SLS camera. Oh and what does what does that shit do? Look, it's made it's, it's you know these fucking kinetic genius, right? They took a fucking Xbox camera because people would be in front of their Xbox, and you know it makes the stick man, right? And they would be in front of their Xbox, but they would see another stick man behind them. And so they figured out that this stick man, this Xbox kinetic camera, picks up actual spirits. And it costs a little bit of money. It's not no bullshit piece of equipment. All right? And so I got one. Fuck it. Since y'all niggas want to see you niggas do some shit, I got from high tech. So, but, but, where, but where, wait, hold up. Where, where you sending them to? Like, why are you trying to di disrupt the spirits? Like, how they fucking with you? They, no. they fucking with you? But see, Here's not my shit. I'm not out to invoke any demons. My shit is different. See, a lot of things when you watch these shows, you find spirits looking for help. I've got fucking... Man, let me show you something. Hold on. Well, you got pants on, right? Oh, okay. Hold on. Wait one minute. 
I've got a such thing called a spirit box. Can you read that? Wait, it's blurry a little bit, but I see the word. I see that there's words, but it's blurry. I don't it's know what they spirit say. Box. Well, well, I'm going to tell you what this is. This is a box that ghosts can talk through. You pull up your antenna, turn the shit on. It does heat sink and all that shit. It tells you the different temperatures in the room when shit changes. So, all so, right. so, what's the, so what's the temperature of a ghost, though? Look, it, it, it's cold, okay? I've got these. This right here is a, a REM pod. And it radiates electromagnetic. See how you laughing, right? <laughs> it radiates. See, I'm with this sister. I believe you, Shan. Look, I believe you, Shan. Hold on. This radiates electromagnetic field. That if you come close or something come close, the shit beeps. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so since the, since the spirit world works on another frequency, this machine right here is able to pick it up. I've got cameras of fucking several different spectrums. I've got man. See, if you're not into that shit, you. So, how, so how many? So how many spectrums are there? No, there's fucking. They've got different spectrums. You got full spectrum cameras. Okay. You do know what I'm saying? All right. But you got, I've got this. I've got a heat tracker. You just point this at anything, right? And it'll tell you that my phone is radiating 93.7 degrees temperature. My computer is radiating 97.3. And it takes the temperature in the room. See, if you ain't into this spiritual shit, you wouldn't really understand where I'm coming from. I've got other EMF fucking things where it shows us EMF spikes. So so, so 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 what are you so what are you finding them for? Like what is the what is the purpose of ghost busting? Why are you busting the ghost busting? I'm I'm in a search for life. See, and I knew it would be something funny to people, but I believe in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I motherfucking spiritual shit happens around me every day. Okay? But I actually want to delve deep into it. I'm not going to invoke any demons and people don't understand. That when you're motherfucking, like, they say demonic possession and shit. Demonic possession is brought on by someone or something by being anger, and they project it, and it's on them. It's Negative not like energy. you be possessed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The shit, but shit can attach to you if you don't do or say the right things. Shit will attach to you. Don't go to any kind of motherfucking place that's spiritually motherfucking active and bring anything that resembles... A motherfucking human fall. I, I ain't even fucking with y'all because y'all gonna start laughing because I know too much <laughs> about this shit. Listen, I'm with you though. I be, I, I deal with I this know a too. Bit too much about this shit. <laughs> but not in your manner. Like the way we handle spirits is different. I want to learn. Like well, that's what I'm asking. It it's just the way ghost. you say shit. That shit. The way you say it is hilarious. But I want to know. I want to know. Look, but it's difference. It's a difference in a black house haunting and a white house haunting, right? So, so what's the difference? All right, I'm gonna tell you the difference. Now, here go. Black mama come downstairs to the refrigerator, right? She open up her motherfucking refrigerator, dig her hand in to get her midnight snack. But she here laughing over the refrigerator door. See, in the black mama spirit, she gonna say, didn't I tell your little motherfuckers to go your ass to bed motherfucking three hours ago when I found I'm gonna beat your ass, right? 
So now she gathers all her shit in the refrigerator, right? And she turns around to go to the table and all the motherfucking chairs are stacked up on the fucking table. She like, see, I'm going to bust y'all motherfuckers upside your head to the white meat. Y'all keep fucking with me if you want to, right? But she don't know. And then all of a sudden she said, y'all motherfuckers better come around from that table and fix this shit. While she looking, the kids is coming from up the stairs, right? So now she's like, oh, I know what this shit is. This is some power, power phenomenal malamalon shit that's going on right here. <laughs> and while her and the kids is there, the fucking apple dish just slides across the fucking cable and breaks. She said, ah, oh, motherfucker. What the fuck I look like? The maid to your ass? Oh, I know about the spiritual bullshit you got going on. But I look like Aunt your Mama. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know if you be one of them motherfucking, uh, them, 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 them racist ass ghosts and they ain't come over and tell you that we's free now. <laughs> so she said, yo, listen, ghost, I'll tell you what, just as quick as you fuck my shit up, I'm going to turn my ass back around to this motherfucking refrigerator and you better fix my shit just the motherfucking quick as you fuck my shit up. See? That's the difference in a black haunting and a white haunting. A white haunting. I got it. Don't fuck with mama fucking up her kitchen in the middle of the night while she's trying to get a snack. Oh, and you want a button, nigga. You better clean that shit the fuck up, nigga. Ain't no maze here. <laughs> so that's what's going to make mine a little different because it's going to have funny skits in between, not taking, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, this is how white haunting is going. This is how it goes in a black house. Because imagine that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you must be getting along with them spirits. They must love you. And, uh, listen, and it seems like they're blessing you, too. I'm getting blessed. And I've got guardian angels and shit like that. And like I said, motherfucker, you can live here all you want, rent free, but just don't fuck nothing up. Because if you fuck something up, I can guarantee you this. Soon as I cross the threshold of death, I'm coming to whoop your ass. What do you use to whip ass? You use what? Like an extension cord? The belt? I usually don't have to whip ass. Usually this right here work. Because I got little babies. I don't have to fuck with Lyric that much, but my little sons... Oh, I'm telling you, because <laughs> boy, boys, you try you. I'm a mother of four sons. They'll try your ass. Yo, I'm, and you know, I shout out to Rizza Rain. She's the first interview that I had today. And we was talking about women being surrounded by men. And I'm, especially me um, being a journalist and an interviewer in hip hop, which is a male dominated world, you know, and then coming home and then I have my boys and it's not even just my boys it's their friends and, and, and they're in sports. So I'm around their teammates and all there's a whole bunch of that, you know? So right. yeah, you got to get yep. an eight fucking ass. Cause I'm, I'm outnumbered like a motherfucker. See, so, but me, you, know, you gotta, your pit pan gotta be hard. Look, you know, sometimes I can be embraced for whatever, but that's just the way my life got me. I don't know. Well, my sons try and play me because they mama think, oh, my baby, baby. They come here, I'll strap them right between my legs and hold, take this elbow and hold that back down and what they ma. Oh, you want to keep fucking with me? What, what, what? Now get on. 
<laughs> my youngest one, he learned from, my youngest is two, and the older one from him is three. He learned from the three-year-old, like, I don't want to get my ass whipped like that, so all I got to do to him is like, yo, <laughs> he just calm his ass down, like, I don't want that. And ain't nothing wrong with whipping your kid's ass. You can actually legally whip your kid's ass because there's no fucking, there's no fucking law against corporal punishment. But when you yeah, go, we, I had a whole show about that. But let me let me have a disclaimer since we on their platform. Let me have a disclaimer. We do not condone all talking about child abuse. Child abuse is a whole nother thing that what we're talking about. Right. A lot of you grown motherfuckers who got something to say about child abuse probably needed to get your ass whipped when you was a motherfucking child. Okay? That's why you bitching about everything now and feel entitled. So, you know, we're not talking about child abuse. We're talking about training your kids to be proactive members of society. You know teaching what? them right from wrong. Because kids it to test you. And if you don't have a kid, please sit the fuck Thank back. You. Thank you. Now and, that's and what learn I the thing or two. I don't care who kids you raise. I don't care if you had nieces and nephews or I raised my brothers. There's nothing like push, pushing sh something out of your shaft or pushing something out of your pussy. Totally different things. So you, you, you wouldn't know what that shit is like until you went through it. It's, it's a whole different ball game. Don't even compare <laughs> Now, that's where I was going to come in at, right? Because most of the time, these motherfuckers that's telling you how to be with your children don't got none. Yes. <laughs> and, they, and they 24. <laughs> hey, Fish, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to beat their ass before the police beat their ass. I, I said that. I said that shit. I said that shit. I said that shit. I'm fucking... Beat my kids' ass so that they won't fucking be in jail messing with somebody somebody in their ass. That's the difference. I'd rather beat my kids' ass now so they won't have somebody in their ass later. Period. That's a difference. That's not child abuse. Child abuse is when you fucking not feeding your kids, you locking them in closet, you hitting them for no reason, you taking oh, out shit. anger and aggression and shit like that. You know, that's, that's mental illness, that, that's trauma. That's, but sometimes you need to get a little, you know, sit down, you know. Do Look at my much. fucking kitchen. Look at my kitchen. Full of fucking smoke. I burnt my fucking pizza. Look at that shit on fire, actually. <laughs> Did you see that shit? Look, my pizza on fire in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, let me, let me, let me, let me let you go, yo. We be seeing no, burning food. I put my fucking pizza out. It's in the oven. It ain't like it's gonna catch the house on fire. <laughs> but still, yo, I don't want to tell you. No, That's no, crazy. No. That was me. I put it on boil. Look at that shit. I gotta open a window. <laughs> God damn it, shit. You burning pieces and shit. That shit. That shit actually has fire on it. I'm like, what the fuck? But I'm getting out. I'm hungry like a motherfucker. Good thing I yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, no, like trust me. This was incredible, <laughs> yo. I can't ask for a greater interview, a greater show. I like, yes, I love you fire. so much. Yeah, that shit never happened before. <laughs> yeah, because we was lit. Said we, 
what just happened right now instagram was a major distraction we it was such a dope night like i'm so grateful i gotta yeah. open doors in this bitch it's actually That's, smoking yeah. well <laughs> let me at least, let me see you open doors make sure you stay before we get off this live because yeah, i don't want nothing happening to you cancellation and shit it didn't start looking this cloudy until i opened the turn, fucking turn that oven off turn the oven no, off i'm about to keep the oven on i'm putting me two more slices and getting the fuck off ig with your ass so I can actually get my shit without it being burnt the fuck up and catching fire. Okay, Shan. I say thank you for tonight, yo. I appreciate y'all. You know that's going to become a motherfucking clickbait. Shan catches his house on fire. <laughs> right? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it just for cloud. I'm going to do it. There you go. All right. Now I'm letting all the smoke out my shit. <laughs> all right. You good, though? Oh, Lyric. Okay, just checking because you out here, nigga. It's smoke inhalation in this motherfucker right now. God damn it, Shan. <laughs> Open the windows. Open the windows. I'm going to turn on. I got AC and central air. I'm about to turn on all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Go take your ass in your room. Get out of here with the smoke. <laughs> all right, all I'm right, out Shan, here, Get it together. I'm, I'm getting my shit together, and I'm going to eat this time. Fucking with you, I done burnt my shit up. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Good night. Yes, y'all. Wasn't that shit epic? Oh, my motherfucking God, y'all. That shit was every fucking thing, yo. Shout out to the legendary MC Shan in the motherfucking building. It was such a vibe. I couldn't ask for a better interview, yo. Shout out to everybody in the motherfucking comic section, yo. Y'all was going in. Y'all was in. And I'm sorry I didn't really acknowledge anybody because my blind ass can't see either. And I was just into his stories, yo. He was dropping a lot of gems, a lot of stories. You know, we went on for a minute. Yo, he is such a character. Like, I'm glad to see you know, one time for your mind, two time for your soul. Shizzle with the whistle. Let me take my drink and honor him. That was me giving him his motherfucking roses. Hold on for a second, y'all. Let me take a good one. Hell yeah. Such a legend. Yo, I, I feel grateful that I'm doing what I love. Like... These motherfuckers are the soundtrack to this to to my life. It was such an honor. Like I feel, I really feel blessed and grateful to have such a legend and the stories, the wisdom, the storytelling. You could tell he was creative, you know. And I learned a lot about the Juice Crew and more about the culture and. Just, I, I love hip-hop. I love my culture. I love us. I love us, you know. And I feel like the underlining theme outside of the fuckery is we really got to stick together. Like, if you know, you could be vendors and stuff like that. Just imagine if you had a big thing because you collaborated with, with people that's dope. Pull your resources in. I think that's the next phase. I think we always be hard on each other sometimes. We don't congratulate each other when we do dope things, you know. Even though a, a lot of things needs to improve, like always. There's always 
room for improvement. But let's start taking moments to acknowledge the things that we do got right and expand on that. Maybe that is the solution to all of this fuckery in the first place. So let's be grateful for the things that we have and the people that we know. And let's start utilizing each other's energy so we can have this great ball of energy and really conquer the fucking world. Shout out to everybody. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, so you can get all exclusive content as we post it first, yo. Let's get it. And I'm up off this.